Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Danae Martindale. Danae lost her daughter, Naomi, by suicide while battling postpartum depression. Naomi and my daughter, Becca, actually knew each other here on earth, but it wasn't until our two daughters were together in heaven that our friendship really started. I consider Danae a special friend and someone I can turn to for health advice. This is a recording from our 2017 virtual summit, which is a series of 18 session topics with over 20 guests that can be watched online. In this first episode, in talking with Danae, we talk about the four things we can do to strengthen ourselves physically after the death of our child, and I'm leaving the fifth one for next week's podcast. I'm sure you will enjoy Danae with her sweet personality, along with her desire and passion to see perivers walking in health. And with that, here is my talk with Danae. We're talking about grief and our health. Pursuing how to be healthy in every area of our life, or for you in particular, isn't just because of your your own health, how your own health suffered after having Naomi, but it also draws in Naomi's health where she was mentally. You are just all about every part of us, our physical health, our mental, our emotional health, and our spiritual health, because you are also a pastor's wife, and you, you guys had a church for quite a while. To you, it's a full package deal, isn't it? Yes. Yes, every, you know, we're body, soul, and spirit. We're one person, body, soul, and spirit. And each, you know, each part affects the other. You know, if you're, if you're sick physically, you know, you're, you're, it affects you emotionally, it affects you spiritually. If you're, you know, down emotionally, it affects you physically, you know, and spiritually. So we're, it, we're one person. We have, you know, body, soul, spirit, three parts, and we're, it's all intertwined, and they affect each other. Very much so. I don't know if many of us realize how closely they're linked together and especially how much our physical health actually affects the other two areas. Very much so. Very much so, yeah. And so we're going to put a lot of emphasis on that physical part of it. Sometimes for some reason we feel like we're supposed to get our spiritual life in order first. Sometimes but that, that can be almost impossible when our bodies are so out of whack from the trauma we've gone through from the death of our child. And I'm going to guess that one of the things that you're here to tell us is that it's okay to deal with the physical breakdown first. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, you know, for me, uh, as I know, for any other parent that loses a child, you are just completely devastated in every way. You're just so broken. You just are so um, emptied out emotionally, spiritually, physically. You just are still so, I felt so depleted in every way. It's like, okay, you have to really take care of yourself now. It's like, you know, you're, it's like, okay, you are like in drama. (laughs) You know, you just went through trauma and you really need to take care of yourself. And, so even so physically it's just that i just 
I just start eating really, really healthy. I mean, I really focus in and I start eating really, really healthy. And of course, you're just so depressed and so emotionally distraught that you don't really have an appetite for much. But when I did eat, I ate really, really healthy. And um, I slept a lot. I, I would be up for a couple of hours and it was like, you know, I, I got to go to bed. I, I don't have anything left in me to even function, to do anything. And so I go, so, you know, I just listened to my body. <laughs> then too, I just, when I didn't, when I felt exhausted and wiped out, I would just go and take a nap. And for a long time, I took a morning nap and then an afternoon nap. And then you sleep at night. And, and then sometimes, you know, of course, they'll sleep at night. I mean, my mind was racing. I mean, there was times like, oh my gosh, I mean, I can't even, I don't even know where some of these thoughts are even coming from. You shared that you realized it started with your mom when you lost her, that there were physical things you needed to make a conscious, deliberate effort to take care of your health so I'm just curious before that were you like into the whole health thing and this just kind of ramped it up or were you just kind of the typical average American you tried to eat good didn't always pay attention got a little exercise you know where were you on this health journey before all these things started coming into your life well, kind of both of what you just said. I mean, I could, I can honestly say that I've always been pretty, you know, passionate about health and, you know, I liked learning. I, you know, um, you know, but it's like I a journey. Like learning too. It doesn't mean I do it. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm just saying like, you know, looking back and raising our children, you try to, you know, we had a backyard garden every year and, you know, you, you know, you're eating as healthy as you know. I mean, there's things I know now that I didn't know then that I just think, you know what I mean? That right. I, you yeah. know, so it's a journey and you, you're learning and then you implement or, you know, put into practice, hopefully what things that you've learned. And, but yeah, I mean, I've always struggled with my weight. I was chubby as a young girl. Uh, it was very heavy when I graduated from high school. I did drop some weight before I got married. And through my 20s, I was pregnant or nursing. You know, I had seven, five children in seven years, all in my 20s. And, you know, so... I mean, it was kind of gain weight. Do the best you can. With the best you can, can. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, um, and I've always struggled, you know, at other times after childbearing with just putting on some extra pounds and I'd lose it, you know. So I've kind of been in the roller coaster, weight loss gain roller coaster pretty much my life. And, um, yeah, so something that I did learn in these past four and a half years, actually we were introduced to a health and wellness company just a month after we lost Naomi. And um, I was uh, a believer in supplementation, um, but I didn't do it on a daily basis. When I got sick, then I would try to address it nutritionally, you know, with supplements and that kind of thing. I didn't, uh, I'm, I'm not one to, you know, run and, and get to the doctor and get like a prescription, not that I never use prescriptions, but I'm just saying that it was, I'd like to address my issues nutritionally and, you know, supplements. So we were introduced to this company and they had, you know, educational events every month and um, two actually back then, two a month, you know, it was just helpful in, in, the, in the journey. One thing I want to say is this is perfect because I think it's important that people understand you're not like some skinny mini that we're talking to. You've never had a problem. You're just your average one of us. <laughs> you yeah. know, you struggled, you've gotten a hold of it, you struggled again, you got, I mean, that's, so that's good for everybody to know. 
um, were wanting to go next is getting into some of these nitty gritty health things, the practical things about our physical health and why is nutrition so important, especially in this area of grief. So go for it, girl. Okay, great. Now you're now I'm going to get passionate. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's going to come out now. Very passionate about. <laughs> okay, so we learned about the glycemic index. And um, so the glycemic index is um, a scale of zero to 100. And um, they rate uh, carbohydrates on how quickly they're going to turn into sugar in your bloodstream. Okay, and so they rate them on a on a scale of zero to 100. Anything high glycemic is going to jack your blood sugar, right? It's going to increase your blood sugar level, which then in turn releases insulin. Your body will release insulin, right, to level that out. Well, I learned that insulin is a fat storage hormone. And so every time, you know, you know, spike our blood sugar and insulin's released, we're actually going to be storing fat, unless you're going to go out and run a marathon or, you know, I mean, do something really physical to burn that off. And it was like, oh my gosh, this, this makes so much sense to me. I, this makes so much sense to me. And, if, you know, I'm an analyzer, you know, so it's like, give me the facts and let me learn. And if it makes sense and, you know, it's like, oh, I love this, you know. And, and so that was huge. It was huge for me. And, and, and that's exactly what I had been cutting out of my food plan for a few months now. And I, surprisingly enough, started losing some weight, you know. Uh, my food portions were smaller, but my um, the food intake was much, much healthier. And so it's not that we can't ever celebrate. We call you know, high glycemic foods celebrational foods. And it's not that we can't celebrate ever. You can't ever have, you know, pretzels. And that's another thing. I used to think pretzels were, you know, healthy because they're low fat, you know, and they're low calorie, right? No, they're high glycemic. So they're going to spike your blood sugar, you know, breads, pastas, muffins, bagels, all that stuff. Those are high glycemic. So anyway, the problem that we have though is that we want to celebrate every single day. Americans, most Americans, every single day or maybe three meals a day or you know what I mean? It's too much. You know, we're doing it in too, too extreme. So that was huge. And then the other part is that, um, you know, I said that I believed in supplementation, but I didn't believe in taking it daily because my belief for many, many years was that I can get all the nutrients that I need, you know, from food alone if I'm, you know, eating healthy enough. Well, that's just not true. We cannot get all the nutrients that our body needs, our trillions of cells that need certain amounts of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants every single day. We cannot get all that we need from foods alone anymore. Our food source has been depleted, and especially here in the Midwest. Think about it. In this time of the year, where is our food coming from? Being shipped hundreds of miles away or thousands of miles from South America. So, you know, the nutrients and the vitamins and the antioxidants are not in that, those foods. Thus, the need to supplement. So I am all about promoting a healthy lifestyle. You know, it's not just um, take your supplements or, you know, eat what, but we need both. You need to have a good food plan, you need to hydrate, um, we need supplementation because there's going to be gaps. But, and then you're going to get into a whole nother area there because not all supplements are created equal. And this is something else we learned. It was like, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. The food, the supplement industry is totally unregulated industry. What's it says it's on the bottle may or may not be on the bottle. Okay, it's the truth. It's unregulated. So the only way that you're going to know if the, the supplement that you're taking is if what's in the bottle is truly in the bottle is if it has a potency guarantee. Okay, and that means it's been third party tested. And they're saying, yeah, what they say is in the bottle what they what they have on their label actually is in there. 
So what we've come to learn is that pharmaceutical-grade supplements are of the highest quality. That means they're like over 99% pure. And we were introduced to a pharmaceutical-grade company, um, supplements, and um, we have really, really benefited in, in our overall health. It's just how we feel, the energy. And so it's been really, we're really, really thankful. That's, you know, those are some, some things that we really do need to know. Let's circle back. You just threw out there in one statement, and I want to go back to that about dehydration. Mm. To me, that was probably one of, one of the major things that I've learned is that whole dehydration thing and how much it affects us that we, we don't trace it back to, I need to drink more water, not more tea right. <laughs> or soda, which is actually causes even more dehydration, but, you know, headaches, hunger, fatigue, all kinds of things come from not having enough good water in our system. Can you talk about that for just a very, couple of minutes? Yes, very true, very true. Yes, most Americans, maybe most people in the world, but most Americans for sure, are dehydrated. We are supposed to drink a minimum of half your body weight, a minimum, in ounces per day. So if you weigh 140 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 70 ounces of purified water, not tap. Tap water is terrible, okay? We, our wa water source is just as bad pretty much as our food source, okay? It, there's chlorine in our water, there's fluoride, fluoride's terrible, there's lots of other impurities and things. You need to have purified water, and I don't mean just going and getting that bottled water. I mean, that's okay, but some of it, you got to read the label. I am big label reader. You've got to read your labels on your foods and on your water even too, because some of them, they're just, you read them. There's some that are just, they're um, bottled municipal water from such and such a place. You're just like, are you kidding me? So reverse osmosis is one of the best ways. We have a Berkey. It's a, just a water filtration system. Our son did the research on it. It does filter uh, fluoride and chlorine, and those are two of the biggies that you kind of want to get rid of. Plus, you know, there's a lot of other stuff. So, yeah, half your body weight in ounces at minimum, and if you can do more, do more. So every day, this is how I start my day. I drink a 12-ounce glass of purified water. That's how I start. First thing, think about this, getting up, hydrate. Hydrate your body and stay hydrated throughout the day. It really is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I just, as you were talking, I thought we especially need to stay hydrated because we're such leakers. <laughs> we, we lose more water through our tears. And so, yeah. So, um, yeah. We really need to stay on top of that. And it is amazing how much better you feel when you're hydrated. And I've heard if you're thirsty, it's too late. I mean, thirst is a sign of being dehydrated more than we realize. It means we're depleted more than, more than we realize. Let's talk about exercise a little bit. What does that do for us? Why is exercise so important? Is there a right way, a wrong way? Is it just get active? Is it, you know, talk to us about some exercising. Thank okay. Um, yeah, I just say get active okay foundationally get active if you're not doing anything get up and start moving it's so important and um you know in the beginnings or you know in the aftermath of losing our daughter you just i'm not going to the gym are you kidding me i hardly have any strength to get out of bed right but there came a time you know like six months later or maybe i did a little bit but where i just um i remember we moved okay we had to move in november of 2012 so and I remember getting up in the morning and 
I wanted to take a walk after I had breakfast and things. I wanted to just take a walk and I just walked, you know, God placed us in this peaceful neighborhood. So I would get up and I would just, I just walk like 15 minutes. That's it. You know? And then, you know, as you get a little bit stronger, then I'd add, you know, add an afternoon walk. I'd go walk in the morning, walk in the afternoon. And then, you know, I mean, I was used to going to the gym and working out maybe an hour, an hour a day, or, you know, three to four, five times a week, usually three or four. I'd like to just say this, that if you're not doing anything, get up and do something. Take a 15-minute walk. Start there. And then build. Try to build. And if you're in the very beginnings, you know, the aftermath of a lose of a loss, then, you know, it's going to take some time. But when you start feeling a little start, just try to, it's just helpful. It's just helpful to be out in the fresh air. If you can get outside, for sure, to be in the fresh air, to, you know, have the sun shining, just to, and just to walk and pray and pour your heart out or whatever. And then, you know, just gradually build up and do, find what you love. You know, I love to bike. So put me on a bike. You know, I will say this, take good care of yourself. You know, take good care of yourself in every way. Take good care of yourself and what you put into your body, you know, hydrating and exercise and sleep. Don't push yourself and get, oh, I got it. You know, just take good care of yourself. But I mean, do, you know, when you get to a point where you feel like you're strong, get out, get out there and walk and then, you know, build and add to your regimen. It releases good endorphins. It does. Exercise is, is really, really good for, you know, for just how we feel and our overall well overall well-being you know it releases good endorphins and um yeah i like a, i've joined a pio class i love pio it's a pilates yoga blend it's wonderful it's stretching strength so yeah find whatever you love and find a class do it in your whatever works for you and i forgot there were a couple times i was going to go with you yeah. and things came up and we just never did it so well we gotta get well, we're still you. there laura yeah you can still <laughs> join me someday yeah. yeah so i um you said something that was interesting that i kind of want to circle back to you were talking about all of a sudden just like it almost felt like out of the blue I just felt like I want to go for a walk and so you did mm -hmm. and I think that's important I guess just to take note of that because there will come a time where our body starts to talk to us and say I, I need something from you I you know I can't keep sitting around I can't I can't live on the food you're feeding me I can't I need more I mean our body will start telling us it needs something and you know to us it may come as that thought I, I feel like going for a walk so push through that because we may have that thought in our head but our body is still feeling like uh nice thought <laughs> but I'm not going anywhere and so even just the fact that you may be even starting to think those thoughts is a good sign yes a good sign and at some point we're gonna have to break through that and say I'm just gonna get up and, and go for a walk even if it's just down to the end of the block and back and if the next four days you don't have that urge, you have no desire, you're, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay because this is a journey and we're all in a different place. It's all different for all of us. But the important thing is to start at, at when your body starts telling you and you start having those thoughts, listen to it and kind of talk yourself into yes. listening to your body and following what it's telling you. We will pick up our discussion with Danae next week and share one more thing that is necessary to move us toward better health after the death of our child. Now it is time for our birthday segment. This week, as we come into the first week of October, there are four of our children to celebrate. First of all, there is Alia Henderson. And she was born on October 1st, and she is forever four years old. Corey Ryan Woodrich, 
was also born on October 1st and is forever 31. Joshua Konachevsky was born on October 2nd and is forever 24. His mom comes to our local Share and Care group. James Gross was born on October 3rd and is forever 30 years old. We celebrate the day that these children came into the world and into the lives of these families who really miss them. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced, just let us know by going to gpshope.org birthdays to send us the information. The link will also be in the show notes for that. The beginning of November, a course will be available based on my book, When Tragedy Strikes, Rebuilding Your Life with Hope and Healing. There will be three levels to this course. Level one is a free mini course. Level two is a full course with seven modules. And level three is the full course along with group coaching where I will give weekly personal support in a small group of people for eight weeks. If you want to find out more, and to sign up to get updates and be the first to know when the course is officially open for enrollment, just go to gpshope.org slash WTS course. The WTS stands for When Tragedy Strikes. Or you can always go to the show notes and click on the link that will be provided there. That's it for this week. I would love to hear from you in the podcast comment section, something that you took away from this episode that maybe you're going to put into practice. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be something that will move you in the right direction. I hope you join us next week to hear the rest of my talk with Danae. Until then, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.